Radio 6B on a Monday night, June 5th, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Real, real America's voice. Glad you're a part of the show. Hope you had a great weekend. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got the news. Aaron and friend holding it down as always. Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hope you're doing good tonight. Slick Rick, how are you? I'm doing great, Big D. How are you? I'm very good. How was your weekend? Fantastic. Always a good weekend. All right, very good. Rick Delgado, how was yours? Uh, it was all right. Uh, yeah, it was good. All right. <laughs> all right, good. Yeah, it was good. How was, how was your trip? Yeah, how, how was, was your trip? Down no, to the... Uh, a good place to start tonight. To Mary Crab Cakes. Not necessarily my trip, but... Um, it is amazing when you have to totally remove... I don't know if you guys... I'm sure you do this. What? Um... You totally remove yourself, as I had to, because I had six hours in the car with my son. It was great time, me and him in the car, uh, just talking about everything other than what I always talk about, which, of course, is politics. All right. So when you totally remove yourself from politics for, uh, let's see, 24, 40, you know, the better part of three days, Friday, Saturday, and all, pretty much all day Sunday. And then this morning, I wake up and I try to dive back in. And uh, you just realize, my God, just what is going on in this world? What is going on right now in this country as you try to take everything back in after three days off? And it is just somewhat, somewhat depressing. And, and it's, uh, it's anger. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of emotions as you dig back into all this stuff. I didn't see the show Friday. I don't know what you guys talked about. But I immediately, you know, I, I see... I see Tim Scott on The View this morning. I saw that. I'll talk a little bit about my thoughts on that. All right. And I see Jack Smith and what's going on. And I see that Mike Pence is going to jump back in the race or jump in the race. Mike Pence gets, I guess, a clear, a clear um, bill of health, for lack of a better way to say it, on this documents case of his document or documents they found. And you can just see this thing coming a mile away. He, Pence gets a clearing. You, you know Biden's going to get one. We haven't even heard about his special prosecutor. Mm. We don't even know who. Most people don't even know who the guy is. And then, and today I see the video of uh, Trump's attorneys. I guess at the Department of Justice, going in. And um, because you know, here comes Jack Smith for the president. Here comes the Department of Justice for the president. Here comes Merrick Garland and Joe Biden. And what will be the biggest? election interference uh, campaign that we've ever seen as, as they'll go after Trump on the documents case and something probably related to January 6th, whether it's seditious conspiracy like Julie Kelly's been saying or whatever else. And the Gateway Pundit I see this morning, after these, after these attorneys show up, Trump's lawyers meet with Justice Department on classified docs, charging decision imminent and they say president trump's lawyers on monday met with the justice department officials on the mar-a-lago classified documents case a couple of weeks after requesting this meeting the grand jury is hearing evidence in special counsel jack smith's case against trump related to the classified documents stored at mar-a-lago meeting this week after a full um after a lull, according to a leak to NBC News. So you have more leaks to the media. 
You have the media running with every story they can, almost in an effort to cheerlead this, hoping that maybe Jack Smith's watching or the Department of Justice is watching. Who knows? Mm-hmm. At every chance they get to just go, okay, come on, rah, rah, let's go. Let's get him. Let's get him. Uh, meanwhile, Biden, it's just, the, you know what it is? It's the overall theme of, I keep saying this, I, I just don't know how, what, how else to put it. It's the overall, the two middle fingers we keep getting, us, because we're really the targets, um, from everybody. Around the world, we get it from China. As they're buzzing our planes, they're buzzing our warships, they just don't give a damn. They're not, they're not threatened by us at all. Uh, they, they, don't, they don't think we even have a right to be over in the South China Sea. They don't think we even have a reason to be helping our allies. Uh, they think we're in decline. Most people here think we're in decline. They're buzzing our ships. They're, they're sailing uh, their ships in front of our ships. We saw that released, video released today from the Department of Defense. The Department of Defense is more worried about um, woke um, DE, DEI and pride parades than they are in recruiting or anything else for that matter, seemingly. Uh, James Comey goes on TV and just the irony of it reeks <laughs> so bad, it's, I don't even know how to talk about it, saying, oh my God, I... I can't imagine what a four years of Trump would look like as far as retribution. Could you imagine what he would, he might target the people that he doesn't like. And I'm watching it thinking to myself, now these people are the greatest phony liars and, and, and just con men that we've ever seen. Sitting there with a straight face telling us, that what a four years of Trump would look like. He may target the people he doesn't like. Meanwhile, he was part of that exact thing yeah. for four years. All of them. And they continue to be. But they go on TV and they talk like yeah. they're up here. They're benevolent. They have no worries. They're, nothing ever happens to them. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, it's the same. We get the same thing from inside the u.s as we do from outside the u.s it's both like here we're not afraid of anything about you you're nothing you're not going to do anything to us uh we're going to do whatever we want and there's nothing that you're going to do about it that's the overall feeling i get from everything in the world right now well so it's like uh gigantic petulant children who just run rough shot over everything, over everyone, and the parents don't do a damn thing about it. Meanwhile, they need to get smacked. But they'll never get smacked because their parents are wusses. Simple as that. Unfortunately, we're being, and it's more and more, you know, I go through the same thing every weekend, by the way, because I try to unplug every weekend because it can get overwhelming. So on Mondays, you know, it's like trying to get caught back up. And, it, and you just see it's, it's, man, they are just embedded everywhere. It's people who don't, who aren't supposed to be making these decisions, who have now granted themselves the power to make these decisions and lord over your lives. And, and it's every, it's every Orwellian movie, nightmare, book, novel, you name it. It's all wrapped up into one and it's all coming true. It's like. We are the glitch in the matrix because we're awake and we're seeing this and we're like, wait, this can't be real. This, this can't be that same cat again and again and again. 
there is no deja vu. What we're seeing is real. And that's that's probably the worst part about it is we feel kind of powerless because we know what's right. We know what's wrong. We've seen, you know, the James Comey thing is is so pathetic if it wasn't so pathetic. Um that it's amazing that this guy has the the moose nuts to get up there and say what he said. I said, oh, my good. Could you imagine going after people? Oh, you mean the people that broke the law who tried to overthrow his presidency, who probably did have a hand in overthrowing the last election? Are you kidding me? Is it, This guy needs to go walk in the woods again and maybe find a tree and sit under it for a while before they come and get him with some with some steel uh, bracelets. Because this guy's this guy's living in a fantasy land. And I but I feel like we're taking crazy pills. Because this guy is still out there, and people give him a, a, a platform to like, oh, well, let's hear what James Comey has to say. Why? He's a criminal. He lied. He broke laws. FISA, they lied. They purposely lied to judges to go after a sitting president. That's treason. Barack Obama, he was the head of it all. It started under his administration. Don't forget that name, Barack Hussein Obama. It was under his leadership that all of this was hatched. Here's what, uh, here's what Comey said to Jen Psaki on her show that I didn't even know was still on the air, but I guess it is. Here's what he said. Yeah, of course, I'm not sending the audio like I love to not do. And these, uh, these two should be quaking in their boots, here and I go. hope they are. You've said that Trump poses a near existential threat to the rule of law. And, and this is something <laughs> similar world. language that Think I hear that. privately yeah. from national security officials. Some people you and I both know them, who will yeah. say this privately about sure. what a second term could mean. But tell me a little bit about the specifics of what he could try to do. What do you mean by that? Well, think about what four years of a retribution presidency might look like. He could order the investigation and prosecution of individuals who he sees as enemies. I'm sure I'm on the enemies list because the president constitutionally does oversee the executive branch entirely, which includes the Department of Justice, prosecutors and investigators. And so he could commission direct that individuals be pursued. He could also direct all kinds of other conduct that people would maybe take to court to try to stop but who enforces court orders? Mm -hmm. Mostly the United States Marshals Service, which is in part of the executive branch and reports to the president. And so President Trump could say, I don't care what the Supreme Court says or these district judges say, I'm telling the Marshals Service, don't enforce the court order. And so- Kind of sounds like the Department of Justice right now, <laughs> like when it comes to Supreme Court justices house and people outside of it, things like that. Like um, whistleblowers who are investigating the uh, the Hunter Biden tax case in Delaware, who we hear from Merrick Garland have right to do whatever they want. And then we hear from whistleblowers, oh, that's not true. So it all sounds familiar. Yeah. And then they get removed from the case altogether. Yeah. It all sounds familiar. So th th this guy is delusional as he describes basically everything he partaked, uh, he partook in for the last four years. Yeah. And what's really amazing is he talks about, oh, you know, he could pursue uh, justice. You, you mean uh, uphold his oath to the Constitution to 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 uh, protect us from enemies, foreign and domestic? And you, James Comey, you're and you're on the enemy list. You're right, because you're a domestic enemy. 
and you've proven yourself over and over and over again to the American people that you don't care about the rule of law. You care about your rule of law and what it makes good for you and your people. Exactly. This he guy's said, a piece of dirt. He God. said, imagine uh, well said. retribution. And, I, you know, of course, she's not going to say, well, what would he have? What would he have retri- retribution for what? Retribution for what, James? Why would you use that term? What's he have a right to go get after retribution for? What? Oh, this exact scenario that you're describing as this make-believe, what could he do that you guys have already done? Yeah. They, 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 You've run it. We've seen this show. Yep. They always tell you what they're doing to the other person and blame that person. But because they can go on Jen Psaki's show and act like that and, and with this righteous, um, this righteous attitude of, oh, my God, I gotta, we have to protect the people, protect the, protect the government, and protect the, the democracy. Meanwhile, when he was in there, if he didn't get fired, could you imagine where we would be? Mm. Could you imagine? All right, we'll get to Tim Scott on The View, as Republicans never learn. And we'll get to James Comer today as well. Sports news. It's all coming up on a Monday night live from Studio 6B. Past the hour live from Studio 6B on a Monday night. Glad you're in. Hope your week uh, weekend was good. So in the end, what I was saying was, so it was it was nice to get away. Uh, six hours, though, to get to Ocean City. That's not bad. And uh, that's what? That's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Six that's hours on Friday, much. six hours on Sunday night. <laughs> oh. Getting back into New York on a Sunday night is just, oh, my God. Uh, but, the, but, it was, but it was a great time in the car. But guess what, Slick Rick? Two. All out brawls <laughs> between parents at this uh, at no. the basketball event. You have footage? Just no, <laughs> I did not. No, nope, but just what we always see. First one was two mothers and two their mothers. and their daughters, I guess. Okay. And then and then two players, and then the dads had to rush the court to <laughs> separate them to make sure it didn't go. It's just it's lunacy. Just lunacy. It is total lunacy over Terrible. over high school, you know, basketball games it's a game dudes Relax. but um you know what I, I, some, some you know i remember being a kid sometimes i understand i remember i, I was uh, we were playing baseball in the street you know it was one of those things um the kid was clearly out he argued he wasn't out i thought he was out next thing you know he he was in a headlock on the curb i told him he was out Sound like Biden now. <laughs> I, I saw the footage. That was a tie. Tie goes to the runner. <laughs> I, uh, I told him he was out. He was clearly out. He put a tie on him, right? So anyways, but uh, 12 hours with your with your 16-year-old in the car is, is pretty cool. Yeah. Listen to a lot of hip-hop? Good time. Oh, yeah. We listen to, I listen to all of his music, which oh, yeah? is just, I What's mean, he no. Hip-hop parade. Just, I don't know. <laughs> you wish. Well, he likes country music, though. So no, Really? He, he likes country music, too. You like the blues? He what? You like the blues? Sound like yeah, the blues? Yeah, no, I, I think All so. Right. He's pretty well-rounded, So, but it was, it was good. It was a good weekend. So, I'll tell you, the <laughs> food in Ocean City is spectacular. Uh, um, if you follow me on social media, you saw my one of the first places I went 
uh, had an interesting T-shirt that I can't really reveal on the show what it said. You'll have to go to my getter uh, oh. at LFS6B and see the picture of it. But it was like they were almost waiting for me <laughs> to get there because that was the first shirt I saw. And so I took a picture of that and posted it because that's, that's well, pretty much right, right on the money. So go to my go to Getter at LFS6B and you can see the T-shirt, uh, how accurate it was. So. Do I even follow you? But it was a, probably not. Uh, but anyways, it was uh, it was good. So all right, let's do some sports. Sports was a good weekend. Hey, how about Ooh. this story of Victor Hovland? Is this the best story right now that you've heard of all year? Guy wins the Memorial Tournament. Three million bucks he wins yesterday. Today, he's caddying for his <laughs> college roommate Oof. because he's trying to help him qualify for the U.S. Open. So he's awesome. on the bag for 36 holes caddying for his college roommate. Guy just won the memorial yesterday. Yeah. How great is that? It's humble That's pie. Wild. It's That's tough, a good buddy right there, That's boy. That buddy. is a good buddy. A good uh, buddy. Let's do sports. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell and my pillow. Um, so I'm just going to announce now we're going to extend the sale till at least the 4th of July. Oh, people wow. Are, people are saying, well, why not just run it to the 4th? Why the nice. 18th, even though it's Father's Day? 4th is a couple weeks later. Mm. Buying flags and all kinds of whatever from Mike Lindell. So we'll run it to the 4th of July. If you buy something from Mike and you use our code, which is LFS6B, I keep getting, <laughs> we keep getting all kinds of different codes that want free stuff for War Room and My24 and this, that, and the other thing. It has to be our code, LFS6B. If you use that at checkout, forward us the email receipt that you get. Pick something out from 6bmerch.com, whether it's this very attractive shirt here or Slick Rick Sports. What even is that? Trump was right. Uh, you can go to 6bmerch.com, pick something out. We'll send you something absolutely free. But you have to have used our code, LFS6B, when you check out at MyPillow. Do, do, um, we, do we have a hat for every outfit this guy has? <laughs> yeah. I mean, this hat matches. It I matches. Yes. Oh, man. Everyone. We have it ready for him. So. Beautiful. <laughs> All right, Slick Rick, what's going on in sports? Well, now, speaking of the Get It Chat, let's uh, give a shout-out to Marie Idaho. Hercules Lodi it was her birthday last week. And oh. tonight in the Get It Chat, Big D, Denise 56 turned 67. So oh. I want to send a shout out to her as well. Good friends of the chat. And we missed Marie Hercules over the weekend. So I wanted to get her tonight. Okay, very good. Happy birthday to both. Absolutely. Uh, and thank you, of course, for your support and watching the show. No question about it. So it's Monday night. We got to do the rodeo recap. Big D and Old Fort Days Rodeo has wrapped up in Fort Smith, Arkansas at the Harper Stadium. All around cowboy was Timothy Farr, $274. Town on roping and team roping. Not a big budget on this rodeo, but definitely a big heart. Bareback riding. We had a tie first round uh, for, for the final there. Jess Pope on Andrew Rodeo American Hattricks and Cade. Sonya on Andrew Rodeo's Riley's Raising King, 85 and a half points. Steer Wrestling, we had a tie as well. Cody Divas and Laramie Warren, 4.7 seconds, uh, 4.1 seconds. Check that, please. Uh, team Roping, Tana Tomlinson and Patrick Smith, 3.7 seconds. Saddle Bronc, Riggin Smith, 88 and a half points on Rodeo's All and Nothing. That's uh, Andrew's Rodeo. Tied and Roping, Ryan Jarrett, 7.2 seconds. Battle Racing, Nicole Driggers, 16.43 tenths. That's an excellent score. 
Bull riding, Jacoy Hale, 89 points on Andrew Rodeo's Thriller, $4,117. $143,296 on the payout. Let's go to the scoreboard. NHL tonight in Vegas. The Panthers and Golden Knights just underway. 15 seconds ago was the puck drop. This is the Stanley Cup final, game two. Vegas won 5-2 on Saturday night with a a three-goal third period barrage there. They just came out with the score was tied at two after two. They came out on fire, and they took that first game. No score in this game tonight. Panthers looking to get even. Golden Knights looking to take command of the series. Both of these teams looking to win their first Stanley Cup. So either way, it's a win-win. I'm excited for both teams. I love Vegas. I love Florida. Uh, you know, It doesn't matter who wins to me. Uh, maybe Florida be a little bit needed because they come from a little bit further back to, to win this. But we'll see what happens. NBA, I'll get that to that recap in a moment. Let's get to NCAA softball. Florida State 2-1 right now over Tennessee. This is the Women's College World Series double elimination round in in full play right now. It's 2-1, bottom of the fourth. Uh, Earlier today, Oklahoma, number one, Oklahoma defeated number nine, Stanford, 4-2. And uh, Tennessee and Florida State, first pitch, 9-30. And uh, again, that's uh, the World Series College. We'll keep track of that softball for the ladies. Good stuff. And uh, we'll get to a couple of quick stories. Big D, Uh, how about this one? Norma Hunt, matriarch of Kansas City Chiefs, dies at 85. My heart goes out there. Chief Nation tonight. This woman meant a lot to that team more well, than you could ever know. They were just at the know. White House today. Yeah. They were at the White House today. Didn't yeah. They? Yeah. yeah, I know. Biden Kansas called City, them the, the Kansas City. Uh... Kansas City <laughs> Scouts. He called them the Ganga City Chiefs. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. at least got the Chiefs right. right? I was going to do yeah. Crazy Town today. Fran, you appreciate this. The White House pool camera did not have the audio. <laughs> From the microphone. You're kidding me. So all the camera picked up for the whole Biden speech uh, was the speakers that were on the lawn. Oh, that must have sounded lovely. They couldn't get the direct feed right. So the whole speech, you just heard audio from the speakers into the camera microphone. So I couldn't even use it. I was going to do a crazy town because he called them the Ganga City Chiefs to start. Welcome to the Ganga City Chiefs. Oh, my God. Founded by Genghis Khan. Genghis Khan, exactly. What an era. Anyway. Then he went on to tell stories of him uh, playing football. Oh, (laughs) yeah, sure. He was leading Russia for the Chiefs back in 68. And then Len Dawson. But I couldn't use any of it because the audio wasn't there. It was just, I couldn't believe it. Talk about his grandpa. And then I saw Harry walking in the shot, and then I realized why the audio was screwed up. So. <laughs> oh, man, it was harried. Oh, anyway, uh, Norma Hunt, who, uh, as the late wife of the uh, Kansas City Chiefs founder, Lamar Hunt, attended all 57 Super Bowl games. She passed away at the age of 85. She was the matriarch of the team, obviously very upset. Uh, everybody, you know, tweeting out. Of course, uh, Patrick Mahomes had a tweet and, and what have you. But uh, anyway, Lamar Hunt passed away back in 2006. He's one of the original uh, fathers. He was the old AFL bringing the Chiefs over to the NFL. So a lot of uh, a lot of history with that team, and you know what's nice? The year that she passed, they went out as world champions. I mean, really, what more could you ask for? In '85, she lived a good life. So, uh, Chiefs Nation, heart goes out to you and uh, the great Hunt family. That's a wrap in sports. Genghis City Chiefs, Super Bowl champs. <laughs> I think he can blow that. <laughs> All right, well, uh, we'll do some news with Rick Delgado. We'll talk about Tim Scott. Uh, nice enough guy, but really, why? Just why? That's my question. Why? All right, we're back right after this.
from Studio 6B, 30 minutes past the hour on a Monday night, getting the week started. Real America's Voice. Glad you're a part of the show. As always, Slick Rick's got sports. Rick Delgado's got the news. Aaron and Fran holding it down. As always, lots to get to tonight. Got a bunch of stuff in the news I want to talk about if we have time. I've got some video to get to as well. Like I said, I wanted to do a crazy town, but of course the audio on Biden today with the Genghis City Chiefs was all messed up. <laughs> but uh, we've got a couple individual clips. I couldn't believe Stop. it. I mean, the people didn't. He just kept going. But I'm, I'm telling you, he did not say Kansas City. <laughs> There's just no way that's Kansas City. I'm There's going no way to that's Kansas Ganga City. <laughs> I don't care how loose his dentures were. That's not Kansas. What he said. I'll play. I'll find it and play it for you. Uh, you, um, you know what I'm saying. So we'll get the news. We'll you get to some of the other stories that came out of his speech today with Kansas City. It uh, is amazing how he tries to play up to whoever his audience is uh, there at these things. The uh, so City today Chiefs. he was, of course, a world-class football player that his mom supposedly as a freshman told him to stop. Somebody oh. went back and looked at some reporting that the Washington Post had done in the past, and of course he said his dad was the one who told him to stop, but whatever, the little details here and there. Yeah. So, But let's we do have a WTF of the day, and I think that's an appropriate place to start before we get into news. Might be a good lead-in for you, Rick Delgado. Uh, WTF of the day, Aaron, roll it. We're disciplined and we're executing on it. It is my vision uh, to take the next step to this, to go to the faith-based uh, locales, and then move to uh, private residents. Private residents. Private residents. Uh, there are residents who are suffering right now because of economic challenges. They have spare rooms. Uh, they have locales. And if we can find a way to get over the 30-day rule and other rules that government has in, in its place, we can take that $4.2 billion, $4.3 it may be now, that we potentially have to spend, and we can put it back in the pockets of everyday New Yorkers, everyday houses of worship, instead of putting it in the pockets of corporations. And some of those corporations come from outside our city. Okay. Okay. Break that down for us. So um, <laughs> there you go. So we're going to have a little bribery with illegals from the border that now the mayor of New York City wants Oof. to think about moving to your private residence. Yes, that's what you heard. Yeah. And that's what he was talking about. People coming over the border who New York City now is getting overwhelmed. The mayor, of course, made it a sanctuary city. Now, all of a sudden, he's not too down on being a sanctuary city, or he says it's overwhelming, stressing the system of the city, stressing all of the, uh, you know, the education, the schools, the this, the that, all the social services, everything. So now, maybe we'll start looking into moving into houses of worship and private residences. Yes. That means your house. That means your house. I mean, the Gracie Manson's pretty big. How many is he taking in? Exactly. That's, ex that's, a, that's a good first question for the mayor. That's a good first question. So if that's not a WTF of the day, I don't know what is. Oh, and, and that was going to be my, my, uh, one of my stories, so we might as well jump into it because, man, I'm, I read the story and I'm like, you got to be kidding me. But as he said, Mayor Eric Adams now wants to start paying everyday New Yorkers to shelter migrants in their own homes. Think about how safe that is. Oh, yeah. As a Big Apple struggles to find beds for thousands of asylum seekers still flooding into the city. In his latest attempt to battle the ongoing crisis, Adams floated the half-baked private residence plan, 
which could possibly see local homeowners getting po- uh, compensation to put up asylum seekers. There are residents who are suffering right now, blah, 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 Adams said. He did say, however, that the city would pay places of worship a nightly rate for $125 for each asylum seeker, which is cheaper than the 380 bucks it costs uh, cost to put them up in a migrant household including, uh, household, including a family with kids or just single adults in one of its shelter hotels. You know, the very nice hotels they used to have in New York City that are now flooded with migrants who have ruined them. Uh, the private residence plan went ahead. Uh, it could mean New Yorkers are being paid more to host a migrant than, than a foster parent is given to raise a child in the Empire State. Yes, that's because in the Empire State they only give you forty bucks for a Men got- uh, for, for a member of your own family, uh, as opposed to this plan where they want you to take people who are here illegally, who have broken the law, who have already who who can't get even past the first hurdle of being a legal citizen because they broke the law. Now they want to put them in people's houses where I'm sure, of course, they'll be up, up holding. Uh, uh, what do you call it? upstanding citizens as they try to uh, figure out a new country for the first time. He said, we're trying to navigate how to get this all done when pressed for, for further details. Said there are many layers of how someone can use their space. We want to make sure that we follow all the rules and those rules need to be changed. Well, there you go. <laughs> the typical Democrat. We need to follow the rules. But we need to change the rules first before we can follow them. If there are rules that need to be changed, he said, on the state level, we're going to reach out to the state colleagues and do that. Some homeowners, I would think more than just some, were quick to rip the mayor's plan as plain nuts or half-baked given the scarcity of details. It would be absolute bedlam, one Park Slope resident told the New York Post. Uh, Tim Taylor, who, Tim Naylor, who owned a townhouse for 24 years, added migrants shouldn't be getting a free ride when most New Yorkers can't even afford a decent place of their own. So there you have it. Uh, the latest... From New York City's own Eric Adams, who who you thought couldn't get dumber, he went there and suggested now, you know, people take people you've never met in your life who have already committed a crime, uh, bring them into your house. Chances are they're going to be a young male uh, because that seems to be all that uh, that seems to be being shipped out these days. As a matter of fact, that they had a big delivery. They had a delivery of about a thousand of them over the weekend at Stony Brook University, just down the road. Uh, Did you hear about that? No, yeah, it was wonderful. In the cover of night, um, they got busted. We had talked about this on Friday with David Zier, who was beside himself talking about it. Yeah, he was. Um, you David know, but, was? David was. Yeah, yeah, you would think, right? Yeah, he, he who who would have guessed I'm it? Surprised. We all live over there. <laughs> Scary. But I mean, you're talking about a small town in Stony Brook, New York, which is right on the water on the North Shore, and the Stony Brook University is right there across the local railroad tracks. Not much of a town. Not much of a you know a small little stretch of of uh, town with little stores and stuff like that. And a private, a very private school called the Stony Brook School, all across the street from now about, oh, about a thousand illegal migrants who have nothing to do but go exploring around Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. So. I saw Stony Brook just received the biggest single donation in the uh, ever. Yeah, that's oh, weird, um, right? That's timing, yeah. Huh? Half a billion dollars Whoa. from, from um, James Simons. 
the uh, owner and founder of Renaissance Technology, also here on Long Island. Mm -hmm. $500 billion. Uh, $500 million. Wow. Yes. Single largest donation to a uh, public university in the history of the country. It's very weird how that just kind of happened, right? So you want to see something funny? Actually, I saw this today. Speaking of this whole idea, uh, put up my screen, Aaron. I don't know how great this is going to work, but just get an idea. You can, uh, I don't know if we can see the whole thing, but uh, just listen to this. You just think that anyone can come to the U.S.? Like Absolutely. If you go to, the, go to New York, go to the Statue of Liberty, what's it say? All is welcome. <laughs> I don't think it says that, but, dude, this is great because okay. I just happened to pick up um, three guys from Honduras. That, well, they were at Home Depot. They're, they're from Honduras, and they have nowhere to go. <laughs> So this just works out perfect. Look, um, Hector takes medication twice a day, <laughs> and, and right now they got to use the bathroom. All three of them. Uh, yeah. Is it cool if they stay here? No. No. Why not? What do you mean? I don't know them. Who are they? All right. So they can't stay here then. It's cool if they come to the country, just not your house. No. Come on, bro. Come on. Yeah. So there you go. So, no, see, when it's your house, it doesn't work yeah, too well. Yeah, it doesn't seem to work that well. No, it doesn't work that well. That's so, so weird. All right, what that's, else is going on in the that's, news? That's different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just a little bit different, isn't it, when it's on the other foot? Uh, James Comer is going to hold uh, FBI Director Christopher Ray in contempt, even though they were able to uh, – the FBI brought over the, uh, the charging document, the FT-1023, over to the committee today. House Oversight Committee James Comer said he will bring contempt charges against FBI Chris, uh, Director Christopher Ray as early as this Thursday – after he was allowed to examine but not keep the January 2020 informant memo alleging Joe Biden was involved in a foreign bribery scheme as vice president. This coming from Just the News. Comer said the uh, bureau told him that the allegation came from a trusted informant, has not been disproven, and remains under investigation three years after it was first made. Today, FBI officials confirmed that the unclassified FBI-generated record has not been disproven and stated several times the information contained within is currently being used. In an ongoing investigation, the confidential human source who provided the information about then-Vice President Joe Biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted and highly credible informant who has been used by the FBI for decades, and he's been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars through those years. And they're worried about his life, by the way. Of course they are now. <laughs> Comer said, though the FBI showed him the memo, it was not in compliance with the subpoena because he was not allowed to keep it. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee, and we will now initiate contempt of Congress proceedings. Given the se severity and complexity of the allegations contained within this record, Congress must investigate further. Americans have lost trust in the FBI's ability to enforce the law impartially and demand answers transparency and accountability the oversight committee must follow the facts for the american people and ensure the federal government is hold is held accountable here's uh here's comer cut to aaron here's comer's statement today roll that the confidential human source who provided information about then vice president biden being involved in a criminal bribery scheme is a trusted highly credible informant who has been used by the fbi for over 10 years and has been paid over six figures. These are facts 
and no amount of spin and frankly lies from the White House or congressional Democrats can change this information. At the briefing, the FBI again refused to hand over the unclassified record to the custody of the House Oversight Committee. And we will now initiate contempt of Congress hearings this Thursday. Given the severity and complexity of the allegations contained within this record, Congress must investigate further. Americans have lost trust in the FBI's ability to enforce the law impartially and demand answers, transparency, and accountability. The investigation is not dead. This is only the beginning. It appears this investigation is part of an ongoing investigation, which I assume is in Delaware. The Oversight Committee will follow the, follow the facts and be transparent to the American people with our findings. So that's his statement. And then I have a couple of questions he was asked after that. One of them from the um, lapdog media. Why do you need the document in hand? <laughs> no, no, that was really one of the questions. Why do you need the document in hand? Not particular reason. <laughs> well, just saying it wasn't good enough. This is your media. These are the questions they ask. So we'll get into that. Well, I'll get into a couple of the questions. We'll get in, but how, how, given what we know, that this is not even a classified document, how does this not have something that's pretty intense, this story? How? Why is Christopher Ray going to this extreme? Yeah. It makes no sense unless it's an absolute bombshell. I say you go against James Comer at your own whatever. He seems like a pretty serious dude. All right, 13th of the hour live from Studio 6B. I want to remind everybody who watched the Power Hour, the Power Hour, with Ed Henry before us, 7 to 8. I think Grant was off tonight, so Ed did the Power Hour, and he, right at the end of the show, was playing, I caught just the tail end of it, a song, which I believe is available over at his website, mailmanmediamusic.com, and the song is called 81 Million Votes My Ass. Mm. I don't know about the vulgarity here that we're using, I guess, Ed, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, the 81 million, that's a tough word to use on air. <laughs> that's not the part. Oh. But it's available on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, or you can buy directly on Mailman Media Music. Mm. Say that three times fast. MailmanMediaMusic.com. Yeah. Um, and it was a pretty catchy tune. I have it, I have it here on Spotify. Let's see if... Uh, no, of course, I have to have an account, so I can't play it for you. But So go over to Mailman Media Music. It looks like there's some good stuff. There's the vinyl that's going to be coming out. And vinyl, Fran, are you, are you in the camp like me that vinyl always sounds better? If you can still get your hands on it? Yeah, I think it depends. I think okay. most, of the, most of the stuff that's pressed to vinyl these days, if it was recorded digitally, it's not going to sound any different. Okay, very good. That's why I go to Fran, because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and obviously Fran does. So, 
Uh, but there's a bunch of great stuff on this site, too. Last time I looked at it, it didn't have all this stuff. So they've got some T-shirts they're doing, too. On uh, some hats. More music. So is Ed, like, a producer now? We ought to get him on the show. Maybe is he, like, is he, try, is he becoming, like, the Suge Knight of political music? It's like an influencer. Yeah. Because there's a lot of, he's, he's got his hands on a lot of these songs. And they're all pretty good. Does he sing on these songs? I don't, you know, that's, a, that's really what we need to get him to do is maybe yeah. sing on some of these songs. A little Gosh, background. I hope not. Yeah. Well, maybe we don't know. Ed could do a little background like Taylor Swift deal or something. He might have a good voice. We don't know. Yeah, maybe, no, I bet he probably does. Yeah. Maybe he's in the background with like a tambourine. Just kind of. Yeah, could be. Yeah. It could be. So mailmanmediamusic.com. <laughs> mailmanmediamusic.com. 81 million votes. My beep. Uh, go check it out. Spotify, Apple Music, and I think you can buy it right there on MailmanMediaMusic.com and listen to it. And yeah. it's pretty catchy from what I nice. heard in the, in the end of the Power Hour. And it just rolls off the tongue with the uh, website. Yes. Yes, it's easy to say. So, <laughs> so go check that out because um, it sounds pretty cool. And by the way, we all know 81 million votes. My ass is <laughs> right on there. It's dead on. Right, right on. Money. Yeah. Which is the most important part, so. What happened to the golf tournament between Ed and Damon? Ed claims Damon is a chicken. Root Court won in the Getter chat. I just saw that. Oh, where did Mr. Henry claim this? Is, is we have proof of this? Roll the yeah. tape on that, please. Oh, can I see? that swing we had on him? Because we okay. thank you, yeah. Slick. Thank you, Slick Rick. <laughs> Let's because go to the video. <laughs> we have the we had the tape that Harry, of course, my inside, uh, yeah, my inside information guy sent us. <laughs> I don't think Damon's afraid or chicken of anything. Ed leads so. the league in holes and none. <laughs> That's right. It sucks. That's right. Tell him, Daddy saw, Shack. We saw him blaming the equipment as he chunked it into the lake there. Woo. Whatever. So, come on. Man, oh, man. About? And I think he was trying to get Kevin Sorbo or some other people to play with him, too. Oh, oh, man. Well, yeah, he was going to dump... Um, he was going to dump... Uh, he was going to dump yeah, Zen Jr., yep. unfortunately. As soon as he heard that Sorbo was like a scratch golfer, he, he Zen Jr. didn't even exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. He's a real loyalist. So, yeah. So, you know, I felt bad for Zen there, but uh, whatever. What can you do? So, but um, I don't know. I don't know the status of the, I think when he was on video playing in that other thing, I think maybe he thought better of it. I, I don't know. He, he's like Rodney. Oh, my elbow is broken. I can't, I can't play. <laughs> no, we're going to do it. We're going we're gonna to do the RAV Open at some point. Just like we're going to go to Tennessee and get on yeah. the road. Of course, to the Nashville. Franklin Theater said, uh, <laughs> Franklin Theater said uh, no go. They said no Franks. <laughs> <laughs> Frankly, you can't come. <laughs> because we're a 501c3. Yeah, come on. I mean, really? Yep. Yes, but we've had the, the great people of Tennessee, friends of the show, in the chat, Slick Rick, reach yep. out and say, you know what? To hell with the Franklin Theater if they don't want you. There's other places you can go in and around that area. Isn't that correct? Yes. Okay. One of them called, I believe, something like the factory or, or something like that. You, you sent me the, yeah, the I, mail. I, I looked I at did. it briefly. Yeah, I sent it to you. From something called the factory or something around the area that they think would be better for us to go to. Maybe more seats or whatever. So uh, we'll have to look into that now that we've been turned down from the Franklin Theater in Franklin, Tennessee, which, by the way, is a beautiful theater. Me and Harry have worked there before. You are correct, Big D. The factory in Franklin, it was sent to me by Angel2262 on Getter. Okay. There you go. Yep. The factory. See, I pay attention to what you people send yes, me. You do. 
If you don't respond, you pay <laughs> yeah, attention. Exactly. <laughs> 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 All right, let's do some sports here with Slick Rick. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. Uh, and MyPillow, MyPillow.com slash LFS6B for all the best deals leading up to Father's Day and 4th of July. Use our code at checkout. Use our code at checkout, which is LFS6B. It's not anything else. And then uh, send us your receipt that you're going to get from Mike after you make a purchase. He's going to send you an emailed receipt. And it's going to have a big blue button in the middle of the email that says review your order. And when you click on that, boom, it's going to give you everything, including the code you used. And your shipping information, which is what we need to send you free merch yep. that we will give you for free for doing making that purchase using our code. So send the emails to LFS6B at Yahoo.com. Tell us what you want from our store. Make sure it is, number one, a shirt that we actually sell, a color that we actually have, and a size that we actually offer. You can do all of that. You can get your shirt here in a week or two. If you don't do that, your email is going in basically the trash because there's too many of them. And I just, we can't. You know, we just, it's not, the directions are not that hard, I don't think. So, uh, Slick Rick, what's going on? I've seen a lot of those Slick Rick rodeo shirts in uh, social media, Big yeah. D, some night. Purple was, seems to be the big Purple, color. I a wonder nice why it's a, it a, uh, a big hit. Big one, and there's a nice brown as well. I saw a couple of nice photos, so thank you for that. And, uh, well, let's go to the NHL, Big D. And guess what? The Golden Knights light the lamp first in Vegas. One zip, Jonathan Marshall with the goal to open up the game there. Game two, and, uh, well, the Golden Knights took game one, as I said earlier, Saturday night, looking to take game two in a commanding lead back to Florida. Three minutes to go in the first. Plenty of time for the Panthers to, well, respond. So we'll see what happens there. We'll keep track of that. And uh, getting back to the NCAA softball, the ladies, women's college, World Series, double elimination round. Florida State now up 3-1, to one, top of the sixth. Tennessee needs to get a score there to come back. And Oklahoma, like I said earlier today, over Stanford, 4-2. to two, And we'll keep an eye on that uh, Florida State game coming up a little bit later. Let's get over to a uh, quick story, Big D. And, uh, well, Miami Heat roar back in Game 2 to tie the Denver Nuggets in the NBA Finals. This is an AP report. And just an aside, I saw that game last night. I, I, I was catching in between doing a few things. And in the second quarter, I said, my God, Miami doesn't even belong on the court. Denver is mopping the floor with them all over the place, hitting threes. Uh, Nikola the Joker was on fire. And what do you know? Miami comes back. So, you know, never count teams out. And Denver staring down a two-zip deficit in the NBA Finals as the visitors in a hostile arena where no road team had prevailed in more than two months. The Miami Heat decided to do what they've done throughout the postseason. They found a way against all odds again. The Heat tied the, uh, the NBA Finals and had to over Become a monster 41-point effort from Nikola Djokic to do it. And Gabe Vincent scored 23 points. Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo each had 21. And the Heat beat the Denver Nuggets 111-108 in Game 2 last night. They were down by as many as 15 points, down 8 going into the 4th. And those numbers sig signified they were going to lose. Denver was 11-0 in these playoffs when leading by double digits at any point in the game. And 37-1 this season. But the Heat didn't care. They outscored Denver 17-5 in the first three seconds. 17 of the fourth to lead the game and eventually they had a hold on for a Jamal Murray three as time expired that ball went up I'm like oh no but no it rimmed out and he got the they got the win so Jimmy Butler taking a 1-1 split back home to Miami Big D and uh, that'll be on uh, Wednesday night and it's a wrap in sports all right very good slick Rick we'll do some more sports more news we'll get into Tim Scott Jim Comer lots to do hour two quick hour one hour two coming up right after this live from Studio 6B on a Monday night
two live from Studio 6B. Quick hour one on Real America's Voice on a Monday night. Glad you're a part of the show. As always, we appreciate you giving us a few hours of your crazy yep. life on uh, 8 to 10 each and every night. Slick Rick's here is doing sports. Uh, Rick Delgado is going to do some more news. Aaron and Fran, of course, holding it down as always. I want to thank the guys for covering uh, the show on Friday with the great David Zier. Yep. Who's always fired up. People always. love David Zier on this show. Not yeah. that they don't love Breaking Point every Saturday morning because that's fantastic as well. But I get so many emails from people about David Zier on this show yeah. and how much they love him. So we're going to try to continue to make him part of the show. Um, I talked to Mr. Nolan this weekend. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. He had a wedding. Somebody's been asking for him. He had a wedding <laughs> that was not too far from uh, my house. Oh. And uh, so I talked to him. I didn't get a chance to see him. But I did talk to him. He's good. He misses the live from Studio 6B audience. Uh, hoping to get back. Hopefully, not too long. He's got some things still. He's still still not feeling like I think he's getting the... He doesn't feel like he's getting the full weight of the um, operation. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he's still um, got some checkups and some things to do there. I have also good news to report on one Harry on the Highway. Harry Ooh. on the Highway had... Um, follow-up uh, surgery this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, he's doing great. Good. Everything went good. Uh, he's exactly where he was uh, supposed to be. There was a chance uh, that he could have been. He may have a setback and had to wait a little longer to have oh. the surgery, but everything was great. Good. And I think he'll be home either today. If he's not home already, he'll be home today or tomorrow. So hopefully I'll get the chance to talk to him. Um, and get a full report, but I know that uh, he's feeling good. I knew he was feeling better when he reached out to bother me with stuff today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did? Really? Okay. So then there you go. So Harry, Harry's, on, uh, Harry's on the road. Yeah, He's on the road to recovery. Harry is still on the road. He yeah. has had a long road. Yes. But we love Harry yes. like a brother. We joke with him because he's got a great sense of humor, but Harry's one of the Best people you'll ever meet. And so those of you who have met him know that to be a fact. And um, we joke with him, like I said, because we can. But he's, he's one of the best people ever. And he's feeling good and he's on the road. So both him and Mr. Nolan will be back. And they miss this audience, of course, and the chance to talk to you each and every night. Um, but as we all know, right, if you don't have your health and you don't have your personal life and you don't have your family life and everything else... Uh, you know, you got to have everything in order. You have nothing. You have nothing without nothing. all that. So uh, I, I, tell them, I tell them both, take all the time. We're going nowhere. No one's taking your seat. Paul <laughs> said to me once, so the guy who's replacing me, I said, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, don't ever start nah. a sentence like that with me. That's never happening. That's ever. neither here nor there. <laughs> the, only, <laughs> the only people that could ever I would get, never say that. The only people that I would did. ever come back on this show would be either Vin or, or Sabrina. And I don't or know Sabrina. how I would ever do it. But, I mean, I'm loyal to the people who were on the show, yep. um, who were there when the show was nothing. So if they ever wanted to come back, I would find a way to make them some part of the show. As I will with Paul, and as I always would with Harry and Paul, and everybody. If they ever went to do something else and wanted to come back, they come back. So, Slick Rick, if you're going to... If I get fired... If you go to the National Finals Rodeo and they hire you to be on it... I want Mike Breen's job. I like that job. Okay, there you NBA. go. NBA. Go. Down, down, down the pipe. Let's go. Yeah. Um, so anyways, <laughs> someone in the audience, the great audience said, why don't you go to YouTube? I saw in the chat, Damon. And I did. And they were right. 
So oh. here's a here's a little bit of 81 million votes. My beep um, produced by the Suge Knight of Real America's Voice, Ed Henry, I believe. Why Why do you keep doing the beep? Because I don't. I don't you know, silly. A double S. You're a grown man. Some people get offended by that. Maybe you can act like a man. Here it What's is. What's the matter with you? Check it out. I can't afford the groceries. True. I can't afford your gas. True. It's bad inflation across the nation. 81 million votes my ass. <laughs> yeah. I just played it. 81 million votes my ass. You failed well, say to build back better. Your middle finger, the middle class. They've pissed off an already pissed off woman. 81 million votes my ass. The crime was committed in broad daylight. We're living on planet crazy. Got a laptop full of China. Hookers and blows and crack. And the diaries got creepy Joe in the shower. 81 million votes my ass. Hey, 81 million votes my ass. While Kamala tosses word salads that even the Democrats waiting in the wings is a thing called Hillary. 81 million votes my ass. All right, well, there you go. So there's a little yeah. bit of it right there. Yeah. Now, I've noticed that Ed has a, a production, as a producer, he's got a style, and he likes the, um, the like, the Trump thing. Remember, Trump talked over the singing? Yeah. So here you have Carrie Lake in the song. Hmm. So it's, it's like it must be one of his go-to uh, production tools. Get the... Yeah, it's a crutch. No, it's not a crutch. It's a crutch. No, it's not a crutch. It's no. just a style. No, it's it's oh. it's this. It's right. good. Well, I'm just asking. Yeah, no, I, I, I like it. Yeah. All right. Like, you know what? I kind of got a vibe of a uh, queen. Oh. Okay. Yeah. We will rock you a little bit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It could be something like that. Yeah, with the whole crowd, you know, yeah. singing along. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he'll want to do a song with me that I could speak over. <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing that you couldn't speak over. <laughs> That's for sure. There'd be, be no music. Hit. It would just be know. you talking. Grandmaster Ed. I'll have yeah. to uh I'll have to explore that with him. There you go. <laughs> if he wants to do something with me talking over it. Maybe it so. could be a country song. Sound like the blues. <laughs> Sound like the blues on every night. <laughs> All right, what are we doing here? I mean so so anyway. Mailman Music Media There you go. Uh dot com. And check out 81, billion, uh, 81 million votes, my ass. And let's go check it out. You said it. Well, now I'm just going to say it. Yeah, right. because someone in the chat said, Damon, it's a three-letter word, not a four-letter word. Yeah, That's exactly. true. Don't be such a wuss. So there I go. Yeah. That's a four-letter word. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> let's talk about Tim Scott. So Tim Scott goes on The View. And Tim Scott seems like a, a, a nice enough guy. And I think he's not going to vote for before, Not right? going to vote for him yeah. for m- many reasons. But he goes on there. And um, he was great. His answers were great. And, and anytime you have someone of, of superior intellect, as of course he clearly does over those nitwits on the, the view, um, you quickly see how they shut down. There's not, they're not all as soon as they get challenged on their um, stupid beliefs, idiotic beliefs, quite frankly. As they did this morning, as, as not-so-sunny Hostin brings up the idea of the country being systemically racist. Systemically racist. Now, if you want to see systemic racism, go watch Larry Fink from BlackRock in the interview he did on the stage 
where he's talking about they need to force behaviors out of people. Mm-hmm. You want to you want to see systemic stuff? Go watch that. But Tim Scott was on, <clears throat> and this is how it went down with Sonny Hostin, and he's fantastic here. Cut one, roll that. You have indicated that you don't believe in systemic racism. What is your definition of systemic racism? Let me ask, answer the uh, question that you've answered. Does it ex- or does it even exist yeah. in your mind? Yeah. Let me uh, answer the question this way. One of the things that I think about, and one of the reasons why I'm on the show, is because of the comments that were made, frankly, on this show, that the only way for a young African-American kid to be successful in this country is to be the exception and not the rule. That is a dangerous, offensive, disgusting message to send to our young people today, that the only way to succeed is by being the exception. I will tell you that if my life is the exception, uh, I can't imagine. But, I can't but it imagine, is. But it's not, actually. Here's, here's, it's been here's 114 years. Yeah, so, so the fact of the matter is we've had an African-American president, African-American uh, vice president. We've had two African-Americans to be secretaries of the state. Uh, in my home city, uh, the police chief is an African-American who's now running for mayor. The head of the highway patrol for South Carolina is an African-American. Still in, 19, in 1975, um, there was about 15% of employment in the African-American community for the first time in the history of the country it's under five percent 40 percent homelessness and 50 percent of, of, of the folks get, in our community get 13 percent of the population you ask the question i know that i've watched you on the show that you like people to be deferential and respectful so i'm going to do the that same thing true. so here's what i'm going to suggest i'm going to suggest the fact of the matter is that progress in america is palpable it can be measured in generations i look back at the fact that my grandfather born in 1921 in sally south carolina when he was on a on a sidewalk a white person was coming he had to step off and not make eye contact that man believed then with some doubt now in the goodness of america because he believed in having faith in god mm-hmm. faith in himself and faith in what the future could hold for his kids would unleash opportunities in ways that you you cannot imagine every kid today can look just change the stations and see how much progress has been made in this country abc nbc cbs espn cnn Fox News all have African-American and Hispanic hosts. So what I'm suggesting is that the yesterday's exception is today's rule. And for us to so suggest... America has met its promise. No, of course, the, the concept of America is that we are going to become a more perfect union. But in fact, the challenges that we face... 50 years ago and 60 years ago should not be the same challenges that we face today. And here's a way that you, you measure that. When my mother was born, about 10% of African Americans got a high school degree, wow. diploma. Today is over 90%. When you look at the income, when you look at the income success that That's we've the had. HBCU stat. Well, listen, HBCU stat is a good okay. one because one of the reasons why I took the funding for HBCUs to the highest level in the history of the country and then I helped make it permanent is because I believe that education is the closest thing to magic in America. So I'm about making sure that our kids have as many opportunities to succeed as possible. It's one of the reasons why. I need I did, an opportunity to well, succeed. <laughs> Yeah, so of course they have to go to break, um, and that becomes a part of the show later on. They have to go to break again. They bring the producer out to tell Tim Scott they got to go to break. They always got to go to break when he's right on a roll because yeah. there's nothing else for them to do on this show. But I, I thought he was excellent. I thought he was excellent this morning with them. But my, the bigger question is, why do it? This is the question I don't get why Republicans. There is not a single person there 
on the panel, in the audience, or watching the show of the tens of people watching it that is going to vote for you under any circumstances. You're not changing any minds. You're not convincing people. You're not making them think differently. You're not making them think outside of their little Marxist bubble. None of that is going to happen. No matter how brilliant you can go on there and be, how the arguments that you can make clearly way better than anybody on there, including the so-called fake conservative that's on there. So why do the Mitt Romney's of the world, why do they want to be so welcomed by this audience? I'll never understand why they continue to do it. Yeah. I just don't understand it. Well, you know what? It, it's about those people who may be wavering. You know, They're not watching that show. You never know. Somebody might tune it in and be like, all right, let me see what this guy has to no. say. Oh, you know what? Watching no chance. He's kind of right. Way. There's zero oh, chance no of that. There's zero chance. I don't know why if you give them zero. any oxygen. Zero. Is something I'll never understand why Republicans and conservatives go on these media outlets. I just don't understand that. As good as he was, and he was great, just doesn't. What purpose does it serve? None. All right, we'll talk more about this when we get back. past the hour live from studio 6b so just to finish my thoughts on tim scott i just don't understand why they think that they're going to be welcomed into this kind of a crowd and why you do this show you're, you're never going to see on the other side they're never going to go you know biden's not going to go on sean hannity to try to prove uh make the case on something or we i mean we don't have a view type-esque show on the right um that's not what we do which by the way yeah okay fine <laughs> he's not going to come here <laughs> Um, so I don't understand why Tim Scott, you know, the audience, did you, the audience didn't clap one time in that three minutes that he talked and he had a lot of great things to say. Not one thing. Cause they sit there like drones and they're programmed on when, when they're going to clap or when they're going to react to, or when they're going to boo them, which they did later on. Um, so, you know, you have, there's no chance to, to really explain your full position cause they're cutting you off and going to commercial, which also became something later on in the show. So I just don't get it. I just don't get it. As good as I thought his answer was, and it made me think of, of course, who else? The great Walter E. Williams. And I went and dug up as not so sunny Hostin talking about systemic racism. Walter E. Williams wrote about this numerous times, but the one specific that I remembered is because around the time he came on this show to talk about it was Friday, June 26th of 2020. In the in title of the title of his article is insults to black history but sonny hostin should read this and he wrote many whites are ashamed saddened feel guilty about the history of slavery jim crow gross racial discrimination many black people remain angry over the injustices of the past and what they see as injustices systemic racism of the present both blacks and whites could benefit from a better appreciation of black history. Often overlooked or ignored is the fact that as a group, black Americans have made the greatest gains 
over some of the highest hurdles and in a shorter span of time than any other racial group in history. For example, if one totaled up the earnings and spending of black Americans and considered us a separate nation with our own gross domestic product, we would rank well within the top 20 richest nations. A black American, General Colin Powell, once headed the world's mightiest military. Black Americans are among the world's most famous personalities. And a few black Americans are among the world's richest people, such as inventor Robert F. Smith, IT service provider David Stewart, Oprah Winfrey, basketball star Michael Jordan. Plus, we have now had a black U.S. president. The significance of these achievements cannot be overstated. When the Civil War ended, neither a slave nor a slave owner would have believed such progress would be possible in less than a century and a half, if ever. As such, it speaks to the intestinal fortitude of a people. Just as important, it speaks to the greatness of a nation in which such gains were possible. Nowhere else on earth could such progress have been achieved except in the United States of America. The issue that confronts us is how these gains now can be extended to about one quarter of the black population for whom they have proven elusive so far. The first step is to acknowledge that the civil rights struggle is over and won. At one time, black Americans did not enjoy the constitutional guarantees as everyone else. Now, they do. While no one can deny the existence of residual racial discrimination, racial discrimination is not the major problem confronting a large segment of the black community. A major problem is that some public and private policies reward dependency and irresponsibility. Chief among these policies is the Democrat welfare state that has fostered a 75% rate of out-of-wedlock births and decimated the black family that had survived Jim Crow and racism. Keep in mind that in 1940, the black illegitimacy rate was around 11% and most black children were raised in two-parent families. Most poverty, about 25%, is found in female-headed households. The poverty rate among husband and wife black families has been in the single digits for more than two decades. Self-destructive behavior that has become acceptable, particularly that in predominantly black schools, is nothing less than a gross betrayal of a struggle paid with blood, sweat, and tears by previous generations. The government should do its job by protecting constitutional rights. After that, black people should simply be left alone as opposed to being smothered by the paternalism inspired by white guilt. Walter E. Williams. Sonny Hostin might want to read that before she sits there and blabbers on this nonsense about this country. So yes. it made me think of that when I saw that this morning. About the systemic racism that doesn't yes. exist. Yes. Because let's face it, systems can't be racist. It's people that are racist. So if the people running the system are doing things that are racist, then you have a racist system. But you pull those people out and put different people in, guess what? Things change. As they, This pen can't be racist. 
unless I write something racist with it. Uh, This computer can't be racist unless I'm looking up stuff and putting out emails with racist content. Can't be. It has to come from people. And, 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 you know, I disagree with with, with your take on why he went on there. He didn't go on there for the studio audience. He didn't go on there for the host. Though I think he wanted to spar with the host a little bit and have a little fun with them. I think he went on there for the people at home who don't, necessarily buy into all this crap but sometimes they watch the show and maybe maybe they heard hey i hear this guy's gonna be on i want to hear what he has to say even if he reaches just a small portion of those and can open up their eyes a bit i think he comes across as as you know kind of a breath of fresh air in that fart infested studio called the view It, it just i think he clears out a lot of the the garbage of what comes out of the Sonny Hostins of the world, who no matter what he said, notice every time he was saying something positive, she had to try and nail something negative because that's all she can do. She hates, I think she hates herself more than anything. But I could be wrong. Yeah. Yeah, we just disagree. I just see no reason to be to give any oxygen to it at all. There's there's just no one there that you're going to persuade whatsoever at all. Right. Not in the studio and not watching on television. So, um, all right, let's do, uh, let's see here. Let's do a little sports, then we'll do some when we get back, and we'll do some more news as well. Slick Rick, what's going on? All right, update on that Stanley Cup game. The finals in action, game two in Vegas. Golden Knights up 3 nothing, three unanswered goals. So Florida dug himself a deep hole, 15 minutes to go in the second period. Still time, but it's getting late. And uh, Golden Knights, uh, again, looking to take a commanding 2 nothing lead as that series will move to uh, Miami, and that'll be on Thursday and down in uh, southern Florida, I should say. So yeah, here we go. And uh, up get to the softball. NCAA right now Florida State with a commanding 5-1 lead top of the seventh this is the Women's College World Series and uh, let's see the Florida State Tennessee game that's uh, let's see that's also good coming up at 9:30 the next game and uh, one quick story I think we can get in real quick how about this one NCAA champ Rosang wins LPGA's Mizzou America's Open in pro debut Jersey City New Jersey Rosang lived up to all the pre-tournament hype as the next great women's golfer and and uh, what she did, the two-time NCAA champion became the first player in 72 years to win on the LPGA Tour in her pro debut, capturing the America's Open yesterday. That was incredible. Great, great goal for that woman. So 72 years is the first time somebody debuted with that. And uh, let's see, that's a rapid sports big day as we wind it down. All right, Slick Rick, we'll do some more sports when we get back, and then we'll do some news with Delgado. We'll get into Comer's questions from the media after his statement as well. Uh, if we have time, we'll get into a couple other things in the news today. Glad you're in on Monday, live from Studio 6B. Sound like the blues 
on a Monday night, 8.30. No, it's 9.30. It's not 8.30, David. Get it together. Uh, we talked to you about our friends at Birch Gold. President Trump recently issued a warning from his Mar-a-Lago home. He said, quote, our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard, which will be our greatest defeat, frankly, in 200 years. There are three reasons why central banks could be dumping the U.S. dollar, inflation, deficit spending, and our insurmountable national debt. We sure know that's not going down anytime soon. The fact is, there is one asset that has withstood famine, wars, political and economic upheaval dating back to biblical times, and of course, that's gold. And you can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of our friends from Birch Gold. That's right, Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k, maybe from a previous employer, into an IRA in gold. And the best part is you don't pay a penny out of pocket. Just text the word AMERICA, send it to 989898 for your free information kit. They'll hold your hand through the whole process. And you think about this, when currencies fail, gold is your safe haven. How much more time does the dollar have? Well, that's anyone's guess. In the meantime, protect yourself with gold with Birch Gold. They have an A-plus rating with their Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, countless five-star reviews. Text the word AMERICA. Send it to 989898. Get your free information kit on gold. That's text the word AMERICA and send it to 989898. Our friends from uh, Birch Gold do it today. All right, uh, 31 past the hour. Let's finish up with sports. Sports is brought to you by, again, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Use our promo code LFS6B at checkout when you shop there leading up to Father's Day or the 4th of July. And if you do and you want something from us for doing it, we'll uh, sweeten the pot, as we've been saying. We'll send you out a free T-shirt, whether it's a Slick Rick sports shirt, what even is that shirt, live from Studio 6B shirt, sweatshirts, whatever you got. 6bmerch.com is the place to go to pick something out. Send us the receipt you get from Mike Lindell. Send us what you want from us, and we will get it out to you here in the next week or two. Bunch of orders going out in the next couple days that we did over the weekend. Um, And we'll run this through the 4th of July. So, Slick Rick, what else is going on in sports? All right, well, just about say goodnight, Golden Knights. They're up 4-0 now over the Panthers. 12 minutes to go in the second period. Total domination in Vegas. So, I don't know. The chips are down for the Panthers. No pun intended or pun intended. But they'll head back to Florida, probably down 2-0. Generally, you don't see teams come back down four goals in in a Stanley Cup final. But we'll see what happens there. And, uh, well, let's get to some baseball scores. We didn't touch on the major leagues. Here we go. Phillies over the Tigers, 8-3, top of the ninth. Mid-seven, the Pirates lead the Athletics 4-3. Astros over the Blue Jays, 10-3, end of seven. Rangers lead the Cardinals 3-1. Got a story on the Rangers coming up shortly. They're the only ones who aren't going to have a pride night. The only team right now that's not having a pride night uh, in baseball. Cubs and Padres, no score, top of the second. Uh, and earlier today, Rays over the Red Sox, 4-1. Phillies down the Tigers, 8-3. Marlins over the Royals, 9-6. And the Reds blank the Brewers, 2-zip. Here's a good one, Big D. Little bit of a reversal here. Like this story from earlier today as well. Uh, we don't have to hide. NBA player Jonathan Isaac launches anti woke sports apparel brand. I Dylan saw this. Gwynn, Good for him. Part. Great story. NBA player Jonathan Isaac has shown his willingness years ago to stand on the basketball court while others kneel. Now, as corporate America seems determined to bend the knee to the radical left, Isaac, Isaac is choosing to stand up for his beliefs again, this time by launching an anti woke apparel brand aimed at supporting conservative values. However, 
original. The 610 Power Forward took to Twitter to say that the same freedom corporations use to undermine Christian values is the same freedom he will use to create an alternative. You have companies that are in that field who have made a conscious decision to either attack or undermine Christian values, conservative values, and things like that, Isaac said. And I think they have the free choice to do so. As much as I disagree, but I feel that we have the freedom to create what we want to create. Unitas is a brand, a sports and apparel company, and the basis of it, for me, is freedom. Standing up for that, what he believes is something Isaac has done figuratively and literally. The former Seminole gained national headlines in 2020 when he bucked the trend of athletes kneeling for the national anthem by standing while his teammates and opponents knelt before the start of their games. Isaac's uh, Christian faith, which served as the basis for his rejection of BLM's divisive narrative and the NBA's embrace of it, will serve as the foundation of Isaac's Unitas clothing brand, which launches in August. Isaac, by the way, plays for the Orlando Magic. So thought that was a really good story there, Big D. Um, and just want to get to uh, one other quick one. Well, let's talk about this here. Uh, the uh, only Major League Baseball team still declines to hold a Pride Night. That's uh, Warner Todd Houston and Breitbart. With Pride Month in full swing, nearly every Major League Baseball team has posted their logos in rainbow Pride colors. In fact, RavMod2 sent me out a, uh, uh, a geet earlier tonight on, 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 chat, on the chat and tagged everybody as well who's in the chat. Uh, all, have, uh, all have that is uh, but one team which has steadfastly refused to hold a gay Pride Night. This is nothing new for the Arlington, Texas team, Rangers team. The Rangers did try an informal gay night back in 2003 when team officials invited several gay groups uh, to what is now Globe Life Field, but the invitation drew as many protesters as it did supporters, according to the Next Impulse Sports. Since then, the team has offered no LGBT events, games, days, or celebrations, and uh, as of now, the Rangers uh, have no, nothing on the calendar, and they would be the only Major League Baseball team uh, not to be participating in Pride Night down in the great state of Texas, Big D. So not getting that. I guess they just want to kind of keep that neutral and not get so involved with it. I know everybody else seems to be doing that now. So anyway, that's a wrap in sports. Back to you. All right, Slick Rick. Very good. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Let's do some news. And here with the news is Rick Delgado brought to you by our friends at EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. 50% off site-wide, EarlyTreatmentMeds.com. Use our code LFS6B at checkout. What's going on, Rick? All right. Well, <clears throat> maybe you heard about this over the weekend. A sonic boom was heard across Washington, D.C. area Sunday afternoon when military jets raced to an unresponsive private plane that crossed into the restricted airspace and later crashed, killing all four people aboard. The mm -hmm. deafening boom rang out when two F-16 fighter jets were scrambled from Joint Base Andrews in Maryland to investigate the aircraft that was not responding to radio transmissions shortly after 3 p.m. Now, this uh, this story has a Long Island uh, a connection to it. Residents around the capital and surrounding communities were left bewildered. Uh, the F-16s were deployed after the private Cessna flew into the restricted airspace before it crashed in southwest Virginia. Mm -hmm. The uh, fighter pilots, uh, the fighter jets saw the pilot of the plane appeared to have passed out, they said. Uh, rescuers were able to reach the side of the plane hours later on foot in a rural part of Shenandoah County. The uh, aircraft departed Elizabethton Municipal Airport in Tennessee, heading for Long Island's MacArthur Airport, which it reached... I guess before making a nearly 180 degree turn and then flying back towards Virginia, according to the flight tracking website, FlightAware. Now, once this happened, it's not clear why the plane was unresponsive or why it crashed. The jet dropped at a rapid rate and at one point falling more than 30,000 feet per minute before crashing. The oh, I thought they to be knew flying. why. I thought they said they the plane didn't have the oxygen 
Yeah, that that's the that's the conventional wisdom. Is that it's almost uh, what wasn't happened that from with the black uh, box on the plane. I'm not sure about the black box, but isn't that what happened to that uh, the golfer? Oh, who died? Payne Stewart. Oh, Payne, yeah, Stewart Payne Stewart, right? Stewart. The Payne Stewart crash. Uh, so they're they're attributing it to that. So those wow. planes may not have a black box because they're smaller private jets, but they right. depressurize fast if it happens. Yeah, it, they said it could be as fast as 20 seconds. A terrible story. It was like a four-year-old. Yeah, two-year-old. The, the husband, oh, two two years old. old yeah. The husband and the wife. The I guess uh, they weren't on, but the wife said that they basically lost their whole family. Their daughter uh, was on the plane. So I guess the two, the husband and the wife, who are the two Republican donors, I guess. Yeah, right. two hundred fifty thousand to right. President Trump's campaign. Neither one of them, I think, were on, but their right. daughter. Her daughter, their granddaughter, their granddaughter right, right. and their nanny. And their nanny, right. And I don't know who the fourth one was, but I did hear the pilot, about those. The pilot, probably the pilot. The pilot yeah. would be the fourth one. Okay, so, the four, yeah. so four, including the pilot. So yeah, those that's what three, I read, yeah. too, big thing, yeah. Terrible story. Yeah. Oh, terrible, God. terrible story. Crazy, you just crazy. wonder, why would you go, if you're going to MacArthur, why would you get to MacArthur and then all of a sudden turn around? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was odd they mentioned the campaign donor, and it was like a liberal news channel, yeah. and they said well, do, donated two hundred fifty thousand dollars to President Trump's twenty twenty campaign. Right. Well, well, that, that that's 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 the the, the news. Yeah. For you. What they're going to do is they're going to before they have all the details. Oh, let's mention. Oh, look, campaign Trump campaign donor tried to crash into the White House. No, that's not what happened. So, uh, here's another story. The the left will be uh, very very um, suspect of, or I should say, will probably avoid altogether Nazi symbols on Ukraine's front lines. Highlight a thorny issue of history. Yes, since Russia began its invasion of the Ukraine back in February 2022, the Ukrainian government and NATO allies have posted, then quietly deleted, three seemingly innocuous photographs from their social media feeds of uh, soldiers standing in front of a group, another resting in a trench, an emergency worker posing in front of a truck. Each photograph, Ukrainians in uniform wore patches featuring symbols that were made notorious by Nazi Germany. I think we talked about this a few times. The photographs... And their deletions highlight the Ukrainians' military complicated relationship with Nazi imagery, a relationship forged under both Soviet and German occupation during World War II. That relationship become, has become especially delicate because of Russian President uh, Vladimir Putin declaring Ukraine to be a Nazi state, a claim he used to justify his illegal invasion. The, U- the Ukraine has worked for years through legislation and military restructuring to contain the uh, fringe movement, whose members proudly wear symbols steeped in Nazi history and espouse uh, views hostile to leftists, LGBTQ movements, and ethnic minorities. But some members of these groups have been fighting Russia since the Kremlin illegally annexed part of Crimea, uh, the, that region of Ukraine, back in 2014, and now part of the broader military structure. Some are regarded as national heroes, even, even as the uh, far right remains marginally politicized. So it's something that we talked about way back, and it's something that the news had no problem reporting on from as far back as 2012 was the Nazi influence inside the Ukraine. In the short term, that threatens to reinforce Putin's propaganda and giving fuel to his claims that Ukraine must be denazified, again, a position he held just before they invaded. More broadly, Ukraine's ambivalence about these symbols and sometimes even its acceptance of them risks giving new mainstream life to icons that the West has spent more than half a century trying to eliminate. So there you have it, the, the 
Uh, I, and this is coming from Yahoo of all places. They're actually acknowledging the problem they're having with, uh, oh, that Nazi symbolism that seems to be running rampant all through Ukraine. And it's something, I guess, I know we've talked about a bunch. Uh, One more story for you real quick. Former FBI agent sounds off on the drastic shift in the Bureau. People are terrified. Yes, the FBI continues to be the center of controversy as whistleblowers and former agents speak out against the alleged politicization taking place within the Bureau. Nicole Parker, a former special agent, joined Mornings with Maria to discuss what she experienced during her time at the Bureau and the terrifying consequences for whistleblowers, she said, who dare hold the agency accountable. She said, you have people that are seeing things that that they do not agree with, but they are terrified to speak up. They are terrified, she stressed. Look at what they did to some of these whistleblowers, she said. In the May House Judiciary Committee that we saw, and we played some clips from the... uh, The report revealed that new whistleblower testimony from several current and former FBI employees exposing the abuses and misconduct of the FBI. And those are people that we saw, you know, testifying in front of the House committee just last month. So. Yeah. I will do a little more on James Comer. And a couple of the questions he got today. And a tweet from Anna Paulina Luna. Live from Studio 6B on a Monday. We're back right after this. From Studio 6B. Hey, Slick, yes. you're, um, you're only going to be on the show this week, uh, tonight and tomorrow. Correct. And then Wednesday, you're leaving. Leaving for Minneapolis. It's oh, uh, Prince's birthday. What's going on there? Big celebration every year since, of course, his sad passing back in 2016. They have a tremendous celebration. People fly in from all over the world and uh, got a lot of friends to see. There'll be panels. They'll be dancing till 2 in the morning. Oh, man, I got some outfits packed for that. <laughs> oh, my you goodness. I no imagine. idea. Oh, yeah. They oh, can't yeah. wait. They wait for me. I mean, I, I got some good ones, man. I got okay, some new so boots. you'll be at Prince's life celebration <laughs> yes, sir. in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, from Wednesday to Sunday. From Great. Wednesday to next Monday. Yeah, well, I'm coming home Monday. I'm flying home. But you won't be on the show Monday either. Yeah, if I make when? it back, I'll, oh, you know, I'll be back Tuesday night. If not Tuesday night, for sure, for a full report. Now, will we have the chance to Skype you at our own whims here when we want to from 8 to 10 on any night that you're there? Yes, if I have access to my phone. Sometimes they lock your phone down because you're in his place. They don't want people recording stuff, Rick. They ain't bootlegging. Oh. So anyway, long and short of it is, yes, you hit me up and I'll try to get on one So day. we'll I'll be able to, to see the outfits. Because that's yeah. really all I'm interested in, is seeing I, the outfits. I got some beauties, big D. Okay. Now, do you do costume changes during yes, an event? I do. I have okay. a the split session. I go back to the hotel. <laughs> I got another round. I got a black sequin with leopard. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you already got the leopard boots. You guys seen those. I'm going to be breaking them out there. Now, is there any chance that you could get your phone to someone who we could connect to at like 2 a.m.? Well, no, forget it. Don't worry. Yeah. I'll say get some... <laughs> 
get some no. video we could roll on the show the next day of you maybe dancing at uh, yes, I will be, that would be fun. at the club. I'll be rolling. <laughs> Tearing it up. If I have anything, I'll send it to Fran. <laughs> maybe doing it. <laughs> he'll, he'll cut it up. Okay. See, he'll be dancing like James Brown, moving his feet all around, be like, woo. Yeah. That's I'll, right. I'll on a good slick. foot. I'll bet Slick can <laughs> cut out, cut a rug pretty pretty good. So. Now, now when you I walk promise in, you I can. I now, promise. Now, because everybody knows you there, when you walk into a room, do, do, does it, like, part? <laughs> like, the, does a sea of people part, and all of a sudden you come walking in and you throw off your coat? You have no idea. It, it, it's a great time, it, and it is crazy like that. Absolutely, this is not high. This is not the highway on the How Harry. Come I am hustle not here. surprised. <laughs> this is this is good oh, stuff. I'll take a shots at Harry. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, no, you know like Harry's dancing like this. You know we're not doing that. We're spinning, we're rocking it, man. Come on, come on, man. You have no idea. Huh? All right. Do, very do you good. do? Do you I'm do getting sp- old though. Do you do spin moves? I can spin. I, can, I, I can't do the splits anymore. Can't do the split I, I anymore? No. Oh, Even with the new hip. How do you think up. I got the new hip foot? Because oh. of the damn splits. <laughs> right. Good so, uh, Good Anna, stuff. Anna Paulina Luna. Well, have a great time, Slick Rick. We'll Thank see you, you tomorrow night, obviously, yes. and then you have a great time. Um, Anna Paulina Luna put this tweet out today. In shock, she said, after leaving GOP oversight meeting today. The FBI has an informant who brought forward info that Biden received $5 million from a foreign national while VP. They stated they were afraid the informant would be killed if unmasked. On Thursday, there will be a hearing to hold FBI director in contempt of Congress. No more corruption shall be tolerated. Wait, wait a second. That from Anna Paulina Luna. Now, now the on, FBI is going to be. Af- is is she saying the FBI is afraid this person for will the be guy's killed? life? Yes. So you're saying that. So the FBI is saying they're afraid that the Biden family would kill this guy. Is what the well, FBI is? Well, anything they've used him in. It could be other things they've used him as undercover for. I'm assume is what they mean. He's been used for ten. He said ten, fifteen years. The guy's right, been, but but they don't know what he's been used for. They just know he's a source. But they would know specifically right, he's a they, source for this. If they out him, people may find out who he is. Is what they're saying, mm. and could relate back to other cases he's done or been on. I would assume they're saying we'll see what happens. The broader point being, um, that this person exists, and the FBI is doing everything they can to keep not only him but this document secret, even though it's not classified. So I played Comer's uh, statement before. Here's the two questions that he got that I thought were worthwhile. Uh, Cut three, what's in the document, someone asked. Roll that. This document was dated, I think you all know this, from the subpoena on July 30th, 2020. The claims made in the document are consistent with what we found and disclosed to you all in Romania. It suggests a pattern of bribery where payments would be made through shell accounts and multiple banks. There's a term for that. It's called money laundering. And that, again, is what the, the majority of the suspicious activity reports also said. So we feel that this accusation is consistent with a pattern that we're seeing Frankly, in other countries too. Yes, we believe there are multiple documents. Yeah. And and did I hear him correct? Did he say out of Romania? Yeah. Is that where where this stems from? Uh, Cut four. The media and all their brilliance says to him, "Well, why do you need the document in hand? Roll that." Let's just look at what what I've read in a lot of the media accounts. 
Uh, and, and with statements that Ian Sams has made from the White House that, you know, there's no merit to this, this is crazy, this is a conspiracy theory. And, and I'm, you're just supposed to take my word or, or, or the FBI's word, I'm supposed to take the FBI's word that they're investigating this or that uh, you know, you're going to write that the source is unverified or whatever. Remember, the, the, the main reason they're not wanting to make this public is because they're concerned about the source, the highly credible, and I haven't read that in a lot of outlets, the highly credible source that's been with the been with the uh, bureau since the Obama administration. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think of that? Whew. There you go. Uh, where there's smoke, there is uh, bribery. <laughs> right? I think that's how uh, the phrase goes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Kind of rhymes. All right, uh, seven minutes till the hour before we wrap it up. Anything else in sports, Slick Rick? Uh, yeah, I want to get to this story. Uh, MMA fight up Mike Dragic wrestles 10-foot alligator outside Florida Elementary School. This is Warner Todd Houston of Breitbart. <laughs> Can't make this up. MMA fighter and U.S. military veteran Mike Dragic knew he had to act when a 10-foot-long alligator threatened kids outside of Jacksonville, Florida Elementary School. Dragic, is, who is part of a Florida's nuisance alligator program. Imagine that a nuisance <laughs> alligator program. Man. Anyway, it was called out to, to the school when the gator uh, proved unwilling to leave the area around the school and administrators became fearful that the creature might harm a child. Uh, when I showed up, all the pressure was really off. Dragic said Friday on Fox's America's Newsroom, I walked through those gates and I saw the big alligator and I knew the job had to get done. So we got it done before a group of some 200 bystanders, Dragic, a former U.S. Marine, waded into the situation in an attempt to collar the gator and drag it away from the school. When I approach an alligator, I do my best to get them tired, Dragic said, of how he approaches the job of alligator removal. Uh, they range in energy levels, but I do my best to get that. You know, when I approach an alligator, they usually run because they think I'm looking for another pair of shoes. Yeah, no That's kidding. another story. <laughs> <laughs> they know they're going to die, and they're going to get dyed in color. Um, but anyway, our mission is uh, is fighting. Uh, anyway, the ex-fighter uh, and veteran also spoke about his nonprofit Project Savior Outdoors. Uh, our mission is to fight PTSD and veteran suicide. So that's a great cause. But I, I had to get that story a big day and anyway that's a rap in sports looks like the golden knights are going to go up to nothing <laughs> the you, hell's he talking you would about? think they would just tell the kids stay inside the school exactly uh last i checked i don't think gators have opposable thumbs and can open doors right no exactly uh, yeah, you know just no. a thought or you can wrestle it <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to uh while we're while we're waiting here i'm just trying to uh so here's here's the beginning of biden's uh Biden today. Oh, yeah, you tell me. You tell geez. me what you hear. Welcome to the White House for 2023 Super Bowl champions, the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that, you know what? That was actually clearer there. Okay, so the, the version I listened to with the audio, unless they dubbed that in. You mean like, like, you mean like that, January that 6th? Was, that was from the Genghis Khan era. <laughs> <laughs> that, audio. that actually sounded better than the one I heard, which was the speakers coming through, which is why this perfect example of why I didn't use it. What the hell is he talking about? Because, because it sounded like he said the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines protecting us. Thanks, guys, on the show. Thank Aaron. Thank Fran. Most of all, thank you to live from Studio 6P audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, 8 p.m. right here, live from Studio 6P.